0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss' The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 820. Then, slowly, she laid her hand on another sword with a blade of burnished grey. She lifted it off the wall, gripped it, and seemed to age ten years. Vashette avoided looking at Shaheen and handed me the sword. The guard of this one extended out slightly, curving to give a hint of protection to the hand. It was nothing like a full handguard. Anything that bulky would render half the katan useless, but it looked as if it would give my fingers an extra bit of shelter, and that was appealing to me. The warm grip settled into my palm as smoothly as the neck of my lute. Before she could ask, I made Maiden Combs her hair. It felt like stretching after a long, stiff sleep. I eased into twelve stones, and for the smallest of moments, I felt graceful as Penthe looked when she fought. I made Heron falling, and it was sweet and simple as a kiss. Vashet held out her hand to take it back from me. I didn't want to give it up, but I did. I knew this was the worst possible time and place for me to make a scene. Holding the sword, Vashet turned to Shaheen. This is the one for him, she said. And for the first time since I'd known my teacher, it was as if all the laughing had been pressed out of her. Her voice was thin and dry. Shaheen nodded. I agree. You have done well to find it. Vashet's relief was palpable, though her face still looked somewhat stricken. It will perhaps offset his name, she said. She held the sword out to Shaheen. Shaheen gestured, refusal. No. Your student, your choice, your responsibility. Vashet took the scabbard from the wall and sheathed the sword. Then she turned and held it out to me. This is named Saesere. Cesura. I asked, startled by the name. Wasn't that what Sim had called the break in the line of Eldvintic verse? Was I being given a poet's sword? Sysere, she said softly, as if it were the name of God. She stepped back, and I felt the weight of it settle back into my hands. Sensing something was expected of me, I drew it from its sheath. The faint ring of leather and metal seemed to whisper of its name, Cicere. It felt light in my hand. The blade was flawless. I slid it back into its sheath, and the sound was different. It sounded like the breaking of a line. It said, "Cesura." Shaheen opened the inner door, and we left as we came, silently and with respect. The rest of the day was quite the opposite of exciting, with a dogged and humorless persistence, Vashet taught me how to care for my sword, how to clean and oil my sword, how to dismantle and reassemble my sword, how to end the page. I'm Jeremy.
1: I'm Jordana. I'm Nick.
0: May I put forward a crackpot theory? I'm in. vashet seems quite reluctant or trepidatious about giving this sword to Quoth, And Quoth says... Was I being given a poet's sword? What if the uh, sword belonged
2: to the Poet King? Yeah. Interesting. Definitely big if true. Why, yeah, why would the Poet King be wielding an Adam sword? Don't why, like indeed, why indeed? Why yes. indeed?
0: These are mysteries for God to reveal to us in time. I'm simply asking questions.
2: I think it fits. I do think that Vashet is more dismayed than even that would allow for. She is dismayed and then consistently anxious on the next page. I think that there's something that we're not told about the importance of cesera, uh, which we will get to, pr- presumably. To me, that's an unsolved thread that needs to be resolved in book three. I love, love, love the onomatopoeia of the name Cicera and Cicera, the idea that it's like the sound that it makes when it comes out of the sheath. Sesura, <laughs> shing, you know, when, you do, when you're playing swords and you go shing and you go shh when you're putting it in, right? It's, uh, it's that same thing.
0: And if you've ever had the good fortune to unsheath a sword from its scabbard, scabbards are made of leather, and unless you put a metal ring around the end of them, like they don't actually make a shing sound when you draw them, but they do make a satisfying kind of whisper of metal on leather, which one could equate to Cesere.
2: Yes, which I love. And uh, this is really fun and sweet that Kvoth is so like in tune with the sword. It really is the one for him. I love that it has a finger guard on it for to protect his hands. It is perfect.
0: It really feels like destiny, like the way it's described. It's not just that like, oh, this sword is like balanced the way that like I like my swords balanced. It feels like it was made for him.
2: Yes. However, this does not match the description of Folly, the sword in the inn. So I do not think that Cesura is the sword in the end.
1: I agree. I do not think Cesura is the sword in the end. Uh, but also because you are talking about the Automata, the spelling of Cesare and Cesura is like close. Like the sounds those letters can make are close enough in that those two things could actually make the same sound.
2: Yeah, and there, it's also a hint as to how they're both pronounced, which I also like.
0: Yeah, the fact that when she says Caesare, he hears Caesura means that the word Caesare, like, we know that that C must be a soft C because he mistakes one word for the other.
1: Yeah. Also, I had a thought because uh, we know that Quoth is very good at naming. I was thinking, what if with each new wielder, the sword's name is, like, somehow fundamentally changed?
0: Yes, yes. He draws it and it's Caesare.
1: But when he puts it back, it's Cesura.
0: Indeed. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm like Jack Nicholson Gif, nodding, <laughs> smiling.
2: Yeah, I absolutely do think that he is naming the sword. This is a Kethsalan situation where perhaps he understands the sword better than any previous wielder, and that's why he knows that it's they've been wrong all this time. It's actually Cesura. Certainly the nature of the sword changes with its wielder, and perhaps by meeting Quoth, its nature has changed and become Cesura. Maybe they weren't wrong in naming it cesera but now that it's in his possession, it's Cesura. But this is definitely a, a capital N naming that's happening here.
0: I also feel like Vashet has known as soon as they came into this room what sword he was going to take out of here, and she's been doing her level best to avoid that outcome.
2: Maybe. I don't know if the text supports that, but I could definitely see like a performer... Using that as a choice in their performance, and it would work. And I think it's a it's a read that is valid, although I don't know that I, it's necessarily supported.
1: Wait, who do you think knows Vashet, or you think Vashet knows?
0: Yeah, I think Vashet has been trying has been avoiding this moment, just the way she avoids looking at Shaheen when she hands him the sword, because she knows if not when she came into the room, then as soon as she picks the sword up, that it's going to be leaving here with both. Then slowly she laid her hand on another sword with a blade of burnished gray. Another sword with a blade of burnished gray, just like Vashet's. She lifted it off the wall, gripped it, and seemed to age 10 years.
1: Maybe burnished gray are just the older swords are burnished gray.
0: Yeah, I don't think that that's actually significant, except insofar as like that's the metal that they're made of.
2: Well, hang on, hang on. The metal is special because we had this whole argument earlier about how a sword that old couldn't possibly like maintain its... Like, it would have to have it, had its blade replaced and blah, blah, blah. So there's something special about this burnished gray metal. It's not just, like, it happens to be this way. There's something special about it. So maybe this is another sister sword. Maybe Vashet also has one of the old swords from before the creation war. Where are you getting this, like, sister sword idea? So we will learn... So, th- I mean, that's just my read on it, the fact that they have the same burnished metal. And we learn as part of the Atas in the coming pages that it's older than the block of Dros and Tor which is part of the creation war. So I think that it follows that this mysterious metal is dated to before that time. And I think it's likely that this is a Damascus steel situation where the secret of making them has been lost. So maybe they're not literally like sister swords from the same clutch of sword. eggs. Sorry, When
0: you say sister sword, it makes me think that each sword is made with a pair. And that's not actually what you're saying. You're just saying that all these swords with the gray blades are like really, really old.
2: Well my my first take was that it was a sister sword but now upon realizing that it's also like it, it's a third sister. Uh and you know, you can have more than one sister Jeremy. No. Forbidden.
1: <laughs> well Jeremy doesn't have any sisters. So. That's
0: right. You can have 0 to 1 but no more than 1.
1: I mean, Nick and I are not great examples for this because we we have no more than one sister each, so.
0: You're
2: proving If I my said point it was here. a twin sword, if I said it was a twin sword, then it follows that there's only one other sword, but if it's a sister okay. sword, you could be one of you many know, I was swords. Just like-
0: you know how there's like sister cities? Go on. you're aware, you're aware of this concept? I'm
2: aware of the concept.
0: So each of those sister cities has one sister who is a city. They don't have right, but you're one. aware of the concept
2: of sisters, right?
0: Yeah, you're only allowed to have one of them.
2: <laughs> okay. well, <laughs> you know what? you got me there. Check in mate.
1: <laughs> Isn't there something called the three sisters though?
2: Nope. I don't think so. I don't think that exists anywhere in in the language.
1: Oh, it's a plant. It's a plant. There's a plant called the Three Sisters.
0: The Three Sisters are like the three grains that indigenous people.
1: What? No, it's one plant. Just I think it's it's a type of plant.
0: Well, there's three plants. There's three of them.
1: Anyway, sisters. There can be more of them. There can be less of them. Who knows?
2: There's something in the like the act of bestowing the sword. There's a responsibility here. Shaheen says to Vashet, "Your student, your choice, your responsibility." Like Vashet is somehow responsible for the sword, perhaps by giving it to Quoth. Like there's definitely some complexity, yes. and I think it's it's interesting and uh, a risky choice, but a, a good one, I think, by Rothfuss to not explain every detail. Like Rothfuss clearly understands the significance that's happening here, but he doesn't deign to tell Quoth or us. And I think it works, and I think it is verisimilitudinous that they wouldn't explain every nuance of the tradition to Quoth. Or, you know, if he doesn't know to ask for it or he wouldn't understand it. Like, I I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it is a I think a, a, a less seasoned author perhaps would like have Quoth ask the question and and explain it. But I think it it works being unsaid, even though it is frustrating when you're trying to make a podcast about it.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is a deliberate uh, mystery that we are meant to to ruminate on. Jordana, we're both right. The, the Three Sisters are the three main agricultural crops of the indigenous peoples of North America, squash, ah. maize, and beans. But there's also a kind of tomato called the Three Sisters Tomato. I
1: love tomato. it when we can always write.
2: Anything else on this page? We do have a letter. Mailbag! This letter is from Zach, who writes, Haha, whoops! The letter's text is as follows. Hello, pagecasters. Well, I have been thoroughly owned. I will retract what I said in my previous letter. Quoth is not a Mary Sue. I was misusing the term and had the very special boy trope in mind when I said it. Also, I wanted to use my fairy raw pun, and one of you also I wanted to use my fairy raw pun, and one of you laughed at it, so mission accomplished. I'll be entirely honest. The main reason why I said "Quoth is a Mary Sue" with the subversion being that he has PTSD is that I saw a YouTube video titled "Understanding Quoth: A Mary Sue with PTSD" and said, "Yeah, that sounds about right to me." I didn't even actually watch the video. I simply read the line. It just goes to show, think your own thought, lest you shove your foot down your gullet. I would let you know how this crow pie tastes, but so far, all I've done is look at it. Apologies and warm regards, signed, Zach. No need to apologize for your opinion, Zach.
1: You do have to eat the pie.
2: Yeah, you do have to eat the pie. You know, there's there's uh, undevoured crows in the sky right now, so you got to do your part and decrease the surplus population. I don't want to blame cinema sins and, like, TV tropes for, I for this. I do. I will but... blame them. I will blame them for
0: this. <laughs>
2: I do think that there's like a smoothening of the ability to critique uh, art that has happened because of the internet, because things have been boiled down to the idea of like tropes that can be captured in in a buzzword or in a headline. It is easier to say "quote is a Mary Sue because he checks these boxes than it is to like do the requisite analysis. And I think that Kvothe's character is perhaps engaging critically with the idea of the Mary Sue, but... To simply make a YouTube video about it is to avoid the kind of analysis that we've dedicated our lives to doing, apparently.
0: Mm. But also, I want to be clear that watching YouTube videos that are media analysis is a sign of moral degeneracy, and I'm glad (laughs) that you resisted that temptation.
2: Just scare uh,
1: me with the, with the sick burns over here.
0: <laughs> just,
2: just critique the critiquers. And that goes for us too. Actually, no, no. Our, <laughs> our not, opinions are sacrosanct. Do
0: not critique us.
2: Do yeah, not no. get mad at me
0: online.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, our, our opinions are sacrosanct, but critique the other critiquers because that's part of literary analysis and that's part of critical thinking. And it's part of the kind of the fun of engaging with a text outside of the text of it is the kind of the para-textual relationship that all people engaging with the text have and that conversation around it. I think it's great fun. I think it's really interesting, but uh, try to engage with that critically as well. Don't just regurgitate the opinions that you see.
0: I think part of why I hate critical analysis of anything and everything is because nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, I think they're full of shit. So I, like, I will read, like, someone's critique of a thing I like, and they'll be saying why it's bad, and I'm like, f*** you, I hate you. (laughs) So, I think you you just shouldn't do it.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You don't like listening to someone else's critique of something that you think is good? Correct. And yet, you were somehow surprised that I shut you down the other day after you complained about the Lord of the Rings thing and
0: hadn't watched it. Well, of course not, because I think my opinions are correct and everyone should look God to do God damn it, that. Jeremy!
2: <laughs> TV Tropes in particular bothers me, and trying to read TV Tropes is is an effort in futility because everything is a link. Everything is a hyperlink to another page, and it's all just like buzzwords upon buzzwords all the way down. And I think that the problem comes when you mistake the rote memorization of a number of tropes for analysis of those tropes because tropes exist because like for a reason tropes and like traditions and conventions exist because they're familiar and the repetition does something and playing with the repetition does something to a reader as well. At least when it's done, you know, with intent and not just because you're Ernest Klein.
0: I see, I don't have a problem with TV tropes in and of itself. Cause I think it's useful to be able to think about like, what is this thing that I've seen in like 18 movies? Like, what is like, what is that? What is it doing? Thinking that if you can spot a trope in a movie or a book or whatever, that that's all you need to know about it. And like, you can just make a judgment, this thing good or this thing bad based on whether or not it has the trope in it is brain poison. And I don't, I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, Zach. I don't think that's what we're saying at all. uh, Because now we've just gotten off on a rant on a thing that really bugs us.
1: And yet the hypocrisy is, is palpable
2: yeah to be fair jeremy is a big hypocrite he took the hypocritic oath he's making the hippo juice i do want to say that i think that headline quote colon a mary sue with ptsd is a good jumping off point for an analysis of quote i don't think that in itself is like a misread but i do think that it is to leave it at that is a disservice to the character Although that, you know what, that's too heavy. Honestly, it's a character. It's it's a book. Have fun. You know, it doesn't need to be that serious. I invite you to, invite everyone to uh, engage critically with the text and also with the critique around the text. And also that another fun thing that I've learned to do recently, especially with uh, internet culture being what it is, is just to occasionally do the Jeremy thing and go, nope, I don't agree with that and you're wrong and I'm not engaging with it. There's a lot of very bad opinions about video games, for example, floating around, Uh, and I've decided that it's sometimes better just not to engage and go, you're wrong and dumb, and and your life will be that better for it.
0: That's right. Like, it's okay to wish the person who had that bad opinion an eternity of misery, but you don't have to engage their opinion anymore because they're wrong and you're right. Precisely.
1: Ah, to have such confidence. Yeah, I
0: I wish everyone, truly, I wish everyone could have the confidence that I have in my own opinions. (laughs)
1: i don't know if i could handle that world
0: (laughs) it would be a better world for everybody uh, and we'll try to bring it about on tomorrow's page of the wind